Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your show Madrasa on A, Developing Islam in Me. I hope that you have been enjoying the show so far and for the duration that it has been on and that you have truly benefited from it, alhamdulillah. And that is tuned to Madrasa on A with myself Yasmina Peterson as well as Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio. We are heading to you now in our first segment being Knowing My Lord to know that you can send through your questions to 072-238-0712 alternatively SMS through to 47913. Sheikh is going to be giving us a recap as to where she stopped yesterday. Should grab your pens and papers handy and enjoy this Sheikh. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa'alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How's yourself and Yasmina? Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. How's yourself doing? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, mashallah. Thank Allah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi wa hada wa salatu wa salamu ala malla nabiya ba'd. Rabbi sharahli sadri wa yasidli amri wa ahlul uqtatan min lisani yafkahu qawli. Allahumma alimna bima yanfa'una wa anfa'ana bima alimtana. ورزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله thanks and praise you to Allah till always and forever and love and salam to our beloved Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم the last and final messenger whom Allah has shown as sent to us for the simple reason he can guide us to be able to find the best for this world and the best for the year after Allah grant us to be worthy of that inshallah in this segment, oh, before we get into the segment, allow us to make the dua to collectively, insha'Allah. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim, bismillahir rahmanir rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, ar-rahmanir rahim, maliki yawmiddin, iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een, ihdina siratal mustaqeem, siratal ladhina an'amta alayhim, غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين يا رب العالمين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم جعلنا من الذين من الذين يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسن برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم باركنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة توقنا أذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم سبحانك سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين MashaAllah, um, people in this segment that we are now knowing, my Lord, we have been yesterday with the, uh, the issue of the Qissa uh, of Nabi Musa and his people, and, and we've directed our people to be able to go to Surah, uh, uh, surah um, Qasas, 
and we've asked you to be able to go through surakasas to see certain things there and you could read through it because we lightly just mentioned that things to you but at least you could go have a better and deeper slightly more deeper than because for what we're doing we need there's a lot of work to be covered so we're looking at how can we make value of our time so you, we give you the, the the references so the simple reason that you can go and check those references that makes it easy for you and for us right inshallah we are at this moment from the reference of surah qasa surah verse is that surah number 28 verse number 7 to verse number 16 right or no, no to verse number 14 in there we actually told you of how musa grew up what happened from his from the moment of his mother uh, uh, and what happened and how allah guided uh, his mother to be able to put him on the uh, on the river in the little cradle she made for him and how Allah then decides that Fir'aun will meet up with the child and the response of the, the wife of Fir'aun and how she feels that they, they must rear this child in the house. But this is all part of Allah's decree as Allah wanted it to have happened. We've said Nabi Musa then grew up in the palace but at the same time with his parents as well. With his mother, Allah has granted him his mother to be with him um, from time to time or he could be with his mother and so for all that he was reared in the palace we've said and he was reared with all this in uh, emotion of a person that being in the palace he's also been with the advice and the guidance of his mom all the time and his mom has been there as a reminder and oh, his parents has been there as a reminder for him where he comes from and the fact that they as a people have a, a belief of worshiping Allah right and 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 this went through the processes of of lifestyle and so Nabi Musa even though he stayed in the palace and even though he came to see how everybody had to be able to give honor and dignity to Fir'aun and treat him with such, such greatness he because the, as the family of Fir'aun the load was not put onto them equally to what the other people had to do and he was now considered the family of Fir'aun and, and he went through all this, all the, the, the luxuries being in the palace, right? But he, he didn't miss the, 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 the message of the fact from his mother's side or his family's side that he in actual fact knows that there is a Lord, right? Other than Fir'aun or what Fir'aun claims. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. May Allah grant khair for all of us, inshallah. Shukran so much. for. Now we are still in our first segment being Knowing My Lord. And this is where you can send through your questions. If you have any questions regarding what Sheikh is being speaking about as well as what Sheikh has been mentioning. Our SMS line is always open on 47913. Alternatively, our WhatsApp is 072-238-0712. And Sheikh is now going to be continuing. Sheikh Tafadol. Shukran jazakallah for that one, Nanti Yasmina. We, just before the break, we were dealing with the issue of what happened with Nabi Musa in the palace. And we wanted to let us all understand that Nabi Musa had all the luxuries of the palace, but at the same time, he also had the advice and guidance from his mom. And, and so, in yesterday's lesson, we ended with the fact that something happened to Musa where Allah granted a test on Musa and we said Nabi Musa was a youngster a young boy uh, and, and but but also uh, well-built strong and now he stays in the palace 
but then he meets up with a challenge that some of the people of the of your own family and some of the people that of the Israelites uh, was uh, two youngsters that are having a fight with one another or dispute with one another and Nabi Musa comes across this and as he comes as a young boy he comes across this and he says and goes nearer to them and he with a hope and intention want to to bring an end to it because he he is he, recognized as the family of Pharaoh but he's also he also knows that he is he's, he's Palestinian. He is uh, of origin of, of, of the Israelites. He knows that, and 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 so he uh, um, wants to be gentle and kind with with both, and he wants to bring an end to the dispute that they have. And going nearer to them, he, he actually trying to stop the whole situation. Unfortunately, he gives he puts his hand forward and his hand. He, he, the, Allah, sorry for that. <coughs> sorry for that. He's, uh, the, the fact that he puts his hand forward creates a situation where, unfortunately, he gives, he gives a blow to one of the people, and as he gives a blow to one of those, unfortunately, this person falls immediately and he dies in, on the spot. Subhanak. Um, this obviously being a shock. Uh, but Nabi Musa didn't intend to kill the person, but that happens. Uh, uh, and then Nabi Musa got away with this he must say got away with this um, not a major issue was done but the news reached the, the, the palace thereafter and the next day as Nabi Musa was as a youngster he, he was um, came across the same guy who was uh, the other guy that was still alive that same guy he had a, an, an argument again with somebody else and again Nabi Musa came nearer to him and Nabi Musa again wanted to stop the situation but as Nabi Musa wanted to stop the situation he said to Nabi Musa do you want to kill me like you killed the person yesterday so Subhanak Nabi Musa had the sheer intention to help and to assist and to calm them and unfortunately what happened happened as a mistake um, but and, and Nabi Musa was in actual fact there to want to assist him but he didn't see the assistance or didn't realize that or wasn't there for that purpose he rather felt that he was keeping against Musa and at that moment you could but imagine what happened to Musa when that happened we, he recognized what he was doing and how these people was keeping it against him Subhanak La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah and Allah Ta'ala then allowed Nabi Musa to be informed of what is happening with the processes of the people that how they got to know of what's happened the day before with the person that he killed and they made a major issue of that and then somebody Allah to send somebody of the of the family of the king of, of, of Firaun who in actual fact who understood what was Musa and his role that he played went to him and said to him I've got good glad tidings or I've got sad news for you but I'm here as a, a person to give you glad tidings I'm not here to harm you in any sense I'm here for the simple reason to remind you Musa they are gonna come to you and for now they are ready to want to res respond to the processes of the fact that you've killed somebody and they're gonna use that against you and they're gonna uh, uh, but please Musa my advice to you is get out of the place here as soon as possible and as they gave him the good that news 
and they, uh, it affected him what he that this person said and he realized that it could be serious and Nabi Musa left the place and as he left the place he now remember for the very very first time Nabi Musa now leaves Egypt and goes into a direction he's never ever traveled on this road yes he's remember as a young boy he's they had the freedom and the luxury and has travels and this that and the other they had total freedom but he's now traveling on a road that he has never traveled before but he's not traveling with a, 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 a any any form of vehicle that he's driving not even a horse or anything or a camel or anything. no he is now running as running away from Egypt to be able and he goes into a, an area which is called Madian and Nabi Musa goes and walks and walks and walks and walks but now obviously trying to get speech because they somehow they could follow him in his tracks and they could capture him and so he tries to get away and he realizes what he has done and it was it was with no intention to be able to kill anybody but this is how Allah decides it's for Nabi Musa and Nabi Musa uh, then gets to this area of Madian. When he gets to the area of Madian, now he's now uh, uh, sort of out of out of his own country, distant away from his country. He didn't know the area that he was going to. He didn't know anybody there. He just had to get away from where he was in Egypt, right? And as he got into this area, he, he when he, he got to a well. And he saw people standing around the well with their uh, different uh, animals that they had, and they took the water from the well and fed the 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 the, uh, um, the, the, the animals with the water of of, of the well. Subhanallah. When he saw this, he saw on the one side there was two ladies standing, whilst everybody else was feeding their animals with water from the well these two ladies were standing one side slightly distant and 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 they're standing next to the animals that they have and and but they're not coming nearer to the water until when all the men that were standing around with the water has fed their animals then only these two ladies came nearer and when they came nearer to give water he went up to them and said to them what's what's happening why why, why is this happening why why are you standing one side so they said to him that the men here they always sick and they the ladies must now wait until the men has has, uh, has fed their animals and then they would have to, to to see what they can do to feed their animals and when Nabi Musa saw this he actually then assisted, assisted them with getting some water from the well and to be able to feed their animals and they now met this and then after having fed, uh, fed their animals with water um, they left and they greeted him and they thanked him and they, 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 they went off right? um, but as after some time Nabi Musa went uh, um, sitting be beneath the tree he spoke to Allah now remember now for the first time we see how Musa actually uses that relationship that his parents and his family has given to him and he now speaks to Allah and he tells Allah what his circumstances is right 
and he he was running away he was getting away from the place there but he now opens up to Allah and he tells Allah his circumstances that he finds himself in and this you'd find in the portion in Surah uh, uh, Qasas as we said um, Surah number uh, 28 we'll see this portion of how he gets there from verse number 22 verse number 22 and so Nabi Musa gets uh, from verse number two, 22 to verse, 20, to verse number 28, right? From 22 to 28, as we've said, right? And in, 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 in that position there, Allah shows us what happens, how Musa feeds the they actually were the ones who said to them that they have only a father, they don't have brothers. Uh, he, the father's an old man and, and, and uh, uh, um, would love to be able to. He feels that the, the, uh, in their complaint he assisted them and then Nabi Musa uh, um, went, speak, spoke to Allah to, uh, and then he uh, begged to Allah for the fact that he has actually moved away. He, he asked Allah to protect him from any harm and any wrong and any negative things. Right? And so then thereafter, one of them came and said to him, to Nabi Musa, um, one of those girl, ladies who they came, they came back to him and they said to him, Oh Musa, can you do us a favor? My father wants to, uh, to reward you for your action that you did. Could you come to our place? And my father could, could, could give you. But when they m met up with Nabi Musa and they returned back home, they informed their father of who Nabi Musa is and what they saw in him and the qualities that they have. And, and it would be good if dad, if we can invite him to be able to give him something. And most probably he can come and stay here or whatever the case might be. And, uh, uh, but we give him this reward. But he is a, a young man and he's strong and he could help us. Because we do not have brothers, right? Uh, and, and, and then the father sent her off and she went and she told Nabi Musa this. She didn't tell him the details of what they said. She just said that our dad wants to thank you. Please come along. And Nabi Musa went along with her. And as Nabi Musa went along with her, she was leading the way. And Nabi Musa asked her to be able to, to walk behind Nabi Musa. Because Nabi Musa knew he is a young man and he could be affected by, and especially if she's, if she's a woman and her body is swaying in front of him uh, and, he, and he's following this woman, it, it could create any negative things. Again, showing the qualities of Allah in this man. Allah actually guiding this person, Nabi Musa, protecting him. And he asked this lady, please, could you walk from behind? And if we meet up with a fork, you take a, a stone or you speak to me and you show me that if take a stone and show me the direction or throw me the, the, in which direction I should go. Right? So that I am not too much of a of, of as a foreign man in your company uh, and and. Uh, and Nabi, she walks from behind and she directs Nabi Musa until they get to the house of his father, of, of, of her father. When they get to the house of the father, Allah indicates to us how Allah allows, when these girls speak to, Nabi Musa, to the father and tell the father the qualities of this person, the father says to the man, says to Musa, Musa, if you want to, uh, um, 
We want to thank you, and that's why we've invited you to come over to have something to enjoy and to eat. And Nabi Musa is in need of this, and he obviously has no place now, and they offer him to sleep there. But then the father says to him, do you mind? Um, you could choose one of my daughters to get married to. You could either, uh, as means to pay the dowry for the marriage, you work for us, you, you work for, us, for me for a period of 8 to 10 years. You, whichever one of the two you complete, then, 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 then uh, from there onwards, it will be accepted, right? But we will allow you to marry. The, 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 the dowry of your marriage is you work for the family for 8 to 10 years. So that means to say, Nabi Musa is going to be staying with them for a period from 8 to 10 years, surety. So he gets married to them, to one of them, and then he stays with them, and Allah grants him in the process to be able to have a family. Nabi Musa having now a family and staying with this man, um, this is also a very good, very good man, according to him. He sees good qualities in this man, and it happens to me be one of the, 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 the Ambiya of that time in a different place for their own people. And Nabi Musa is the one whom Allah has granted the opportunity to get married to his daughter. And Allah grants Nabi Musa to be able to, to develop a, a relationship, a very good, and grow, grow up amongst, grow with them. Alhamdulillah, and his children grows up with them until Allah puts it in the heart of Nabi Musa the sense of returning back to his own family and and, and he, he wants to go back to Egypt but this time he's gone quite a few years has gone by and he now is with his family and he and he wants to he's with with the family that he got married to but he wants to meet up he feels in his heart he wants to go back to his mom and he wants to go back to his sisters and uh, his sister and whoever there is of the family and and his brother that he has right um not knowing remember in that time he was no not the businesses, not the, the situation that we have today where we have all the equipment to be able to make the phone call or send the fax or something like that. Those days this was not equal to that. May Allah protect. May Allah grant khair and for what then happens thereafter. Amen, inshallah. Shukran so much for that. We have then come to the end of our first segment being Knowing My Lord on your program, Madrasa on E, Developing Islam in Me with none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. For now, we're heading on to our second part of the program being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? And your Sheikh will be doing a recap as to where she stopped yesterday. Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran Jazakallah Khair for that, Yasmina. Um, in yesterday's section, we're dealing with the area, the section of I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me in this segment. Yesterday, we we were dealing with the Ghusl, and we dealt with the, looking at the essential components of the Ghusl. We dealt with the Sunnah Tariqah of the Ghusl of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi And we started off with the when um, is it recommended for us to make the Ghusl, or the occasions in which we need to be able to make the Ghusl. That is what we did yesterday, and we just started there with those. And we said in this section here, um, uh, you, you need to be able to perform the ghusl every time you have a an, 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 an act of, of, of intimacy with, with one another, husband and wife. Um, then we need to be able to see that a ghusl is recommended, needed for us. The second one we said, performing ghusl for every prayer by the woman who is in istihada. Right? 
a, wom- a woman who is in, in, in Haid, or not Haid herself, but the Haid that she has is a prolonged Haid, and she's not sure whether this Haid is, is truly Haid, or that, uh, and, and oh, she's made sure it's not Haid, but it's, it's blood running from her, then in that case she needs to preferably make salah, make uh, uh, the, the, the ghusl every time she wants to make the salah. Now, the scholars here says that whenever that happens to her, where she needs to perform the salah, then she probably can perform the salah for the, the end of a waqt, at the one waqt, which is then also very near the other waqt, instead of having to be able to make the ghusl every time, she can make the ghusl between dhur and asr, which is a connected salah. She makes a, uh, the ghusl at the end of the waqt of dhur, so she can make the salah for dhur, and immediately thereafter it will be the, the salah for asr, and she would then make that one ghusl for both the Salah for Dhur and the Salah for Asr. Similarly, she could make the uh, the Ghusl um, in the in that case f- at the end of the waqt of Maghrib and between Maghrib and Aisha, because these oqat the waqt of Dhur who goes into the waqt of Asr and the waqt of Maghrib goes into the waqt of Aisha, and so she makes one one Ghusl at the end or, or near the end of the waqt of Maghrib. So that there can be space for her to after Ghusl make the Salah and then obviously then immediately thereafter it will be the Waqt of Aisha and if she then performs uh, after she's made the Waqt of Maghrib she then in the Waqt of Aisha the beginning of the Waqt of Aisha she performs the Waqt of Aisha so it be sufficient for her to be able to make three times a day Ghusl the one for Dhur and Asr, the one for Maghrib and Aisha, and the other one for the Waqt of Fajr, and then thereafter, um, the day, the next day. So it's Sunnah for her, in her case, to be able for every time she makes, she makes Salah, to be able to have a Ghusl made. That, uh, that is the person who have an extension of the Khayr, and she's identified that it is not actually Khayr, they call it Istihada, and in that t- occasion, um, her situation is where she's made sure that this height has come to the end, but this is an extension of it. It is not, doesn't have the smell of what is in height and doesn't have the dark color. It seems just pure blood that's flowing. So there is probably what we call today a, a medical weakness in the body. Or something negative, or some negativity that needs to be seen to in medical terms, and in that sense, that type of thing, which is called istihada, that type of bleeding, would allow her to be able to say that whenever she as needs to take a uh, to clean herself, or she needs to take um, a, a, a prayer a salah, then the salah needs to be done with a ghusl, and thus the scholar says. A ghusl for Dhur and Asr together, a, a, a ghusl for Maghrib and Ashaft together, and a ghusl for, for Fajr Salah, for those, which means per day three times the, the maximum or, or, or minimum for that matter. Um, if she probably feels she wants to make a ghusl for everyone, then that's permissible also, which means five times a day. That brings us to the end of that one, the second reason as to why we need to, or when we need to be able to, it's recommended for us to take a ghusl. The third one is when a person has become unconscious and must probably sick, 
may Allah open the path. We, we actually, after this moment, inshallah, we'll be able to come back. Inshallah. Definitely, as you heard it, after this, we are going to be continuing in our second part of the program, being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me. Stay tuned. Arrive, explore, discover with legend tours. Relive the Islamic history of Andalusia on the plains of Spain. Experience the soul of Morocco from the bustling souks to the rugged Atlas Mountains. Discover Istanbul with a cruise on the Bosphorus. One city, two continents. Relax on the beaches of Phuket, enjoying the scenic sunset. Relish the wonders of Dubai and Abu Dhabi. For your next holiday, call Legend Tours on 021-704-9140 or visit our website legendtours.co.za. Legend Tours, your preferred travel management company. difference about super quality sunshine sugar now available at all leading stores sunshine sugar unbeatable value unbeatable taste sunshine sugar Some amazing deals at Fairfield Meat Center. Lamb selling at only 69 Rand 95 per kilogram. And mutton stew now only 49 Rand 95 per kilogram. Fairfield Meat Center. Where quality meets best prices. At your friendly halal spa stores, including Chromeworm Quick Spa, Grotskia Spa, and Artery Quick Spa, you get everything under one roof in a halal environment, including free parking, ATMs, and at the Grotskia Spa and Artery Quick Spa branches, the exciting new Bean Tree Cafe and Restaurant and Bean Tree Express. Visit us at the Grotskia Spa, Chromeworm Quick Spa, and Artery Quick Spa. Saturday Live. Join the Saturday Live team for a fun-filled outside broadcast this Saturday from 7am until 11am at Fairfield Meat Center. Beside their top quality meat, there will also be food on sale and entertainment for the entire family. So we hope to see you at the Fairfield Meat Center this Saturday at number 339 Fortrecker Road opposite the Paddo Shopping Center. See you there. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Madrasa on A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on E. We are in our second part of the program being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? And yeah, I'll be handing over to Sheikh to continue. We Sheikh stop, Sheikh Tafatul. Shukran jazakallah khair for that one, Nanti Yasmina. Just before the break, we ended on the, the statement by saying that one of the reasons for it's recommended for a person to be able to take a ghusl as when a person has been unconscious prior. You felt unconscious or you were in a, unconscious in an in a, in a operation or something to that effect. 
or then when you come to your consciousness, the best thing to do is to take a ghusl again. Right? Now, remember we said that the ghusl is there as a physical and a spiritual garment that Allah allows us to go into. Then the next point they say to us of the best times or recommended times when it is for us to be able to take a ghusl, after burying a polytheist. Uh, now, if you bury, uh, if you happen to have buried a non-Muslim, for some reason or another, then it is recommended, and as we've said, that the Messenger of Allah Taala, uh, Ali, Ali ibn Abi Talib, narrates that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, um, and and said to him, uh, 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 "Please bury your uncle or or my uncle, um, which is the the uh, um, uh, Abdul Muttalib, right?" Uh, which I'm sorry, not your uncle, my uncle, which is your father. Uh, the, uh, he must be buried after. And 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 Sayyidina Ali went to bury his father. And then uh, uh, it was said to him that the Nabi Sallallahu told him that he should perform the ghusl after he'd done the bury, uh, the burial of his uncle. Right? Subhanallah. And that is the Sunnah, one of the Sunnah reasons or recommended reasons for when we need to be able to take a ghusl. Um, on the day of Eid, for the days of Eid and the day of Arafah, it's recommended for us to be able to form, perform a ghusl. Um, um, that, 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 uh, on the authority of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu, he says, the one Sahabi says, a man asked Ali about the ghusl, and he said, make ghusl every day if you wish. The man replied, no, I am t- talking about the washing that is a virtuous ghusl. Ali then said, then told him that on Friday it's recommended, the day of Arafat is recommended, and the day of Eid is recommended for us to be able to take the ghusl. May Allah open the path for all of us, inshallah. And then the next one is the performing ghusl due to washing a deceased body. Now, if you're also doing the, the, the washing of the deceased, you, you, you are busy, what they call a in our situation, you were to come money, right? You were to come money and you wash the disease, then, or you're part of the washing of the disease, then the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whosoever washes the disease should make ghusl. Meaning, if you are part of the ghusl, it's recommended for you to take a ghusl yourself if you wash the disease, right? And then the other one the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has indicated to us, is that performing ghusl in order to enter the inviolable state of the of the, of the, the, the haram for hajj or for umrah when a person wants to go for hajj or for umrah it's recommended that that person in actual fact performs the ghusl right that those are of the reasons and then the last one is when a person performing ghusl prior to entering makkah it's also sunnah that even though you're in the state of a haram, you've entered into the state of a haram with a ghusl, that when you, in actual fact, enter into Makkah, for that is the sunnah tariqah at the time of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in order, honor and dignity to the place that you're entering into this place of place of Makkah, entering the city, it is narrated that Ibn Umar would not enter Makkah unless he would spend the night at the Tua, until the morning and then make the ghusl and then enter Makkah. Now that, that is a sunnah tariqah of what he found that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa always did. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa never walked into Makkah through the night. 
um, went to, for some reasons or another, went to uh, a place, Dhutua, and, and Dhutua is the area where the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's family was staying in Makkah, in, in Mecca, just outside, on the outside of Makkah, it's in uh, part of Makkah, but in Dhutua wouldn't go into the valley where Makkah is and meet up with the Haram and, and, and enter or make a off, not through the night. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would be there, spend the, 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 the night at Dhutua, and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the morning before, would, being in the state of Ihram, would go for Nukhusul first as a Sunnah Tariqah, teaching us when we enter the city of Makkah to be able to do that, inshaAllah. So w- these are the things or the issues that we've seen as when it's recommended for us to take the Ghusl. May Allah grant us to be of those people who actually do those things to the best of our ability. Um, uh, as uh, the process of, of having to mention to you the uh, uh, form of the ghusl after a person is in a state of uh, um, of being unconscious, Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anhu says to us, um, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became grievously ill. He asked whether the people had performed prayer every time he came to his senses after having been in the ill ill. And we replied, no, O Messenger of Allah, they were waiting for you. He said, put water in a tub for me, Aisha added. We did so. He did, he made ghusl and tried to stand up, but he fainted. Subhanallah, When he recovered, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he again asked whether the people had performed the prayer. And we said, no. They were waiting for you, O Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He again said, Put water in the tub for me. He sat down and he made ghusl. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And tried to stand up. But again, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fainted. Then he recovered and asked, Have the people performed the prayer? We replied, No, O Messenger, they are waiting for you. That was the waqt of Aisha. The Messenger of Allah, he said, put water in the tub for me. He sat down and made ghusl. And he tried to stand up, but he fainted for the third time. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then he recovered and asked, have the people performed the prayer? We then said to him, no, O Messenger of Allah. They are waiting for you, the Messenger of Allah says. In the remainder of the hadith, he sends Abu Bakr to be able to lead the prayer. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. But for now, we further on with our program regarding I am a Muslim, what is expected of me. And yes, Sheikh will be continuing as to why Sheikh stopped last Sheikh to Fatal. Shukran Jazakallah Khair for We are now in this section, uh, in, in this section, on the last part of the section, inshallah. We are dealing with the, uh, we've completed the process of the ghusl. Alhamdulillah, we're now going to an area. Or a new topic that is called the tayammum, a portion. And, uh, remember, we did the wudu, we did the istinja, we did the ghusl, and, and now we're dealing with the with the tayammum. Now, the tayammum is something that you can do in place of wudu or in place of the ghusl itself, right? Um, uh, we're going to deal with that as we go along, inshallah. 
First and foremost, I'd like to share with you the the base of the tayammum. Where do we get that from? What is the proof that we have for tayammum? It comes from Allah Ta'ala saying this to us in the Holy Quran. And Allah Ta'ala mentions to us in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Surah number 5, verse number 6. Um, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ مَرْضَاءُ عَلَى سَفَرٍ أَوْ جَاءَ أَحَدٌ مِّنْكُمْ مِّنَ الْغَائِطِ أَوْ لَامَسْتُمُ النِّسَاءِ فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَاءً فَتَيَمَّمُوا صَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا وَامْسَحُوا بِهُجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ مِنْ um, And until the end of the ayah. The, the, the meaning of the area is yes, if you are ill or on a journey or in any of you comes from answering the call of nature, meaning you've taken, you went to the toilet or you have been in contact with your partner, uh, uh, intimacy, and you find no water, which means you need to take a ghusl, then perform tayammum with clean earth, says Allah. Right? فَتَيَمَّمُوا سَعِيدًا The earth, earth طَيِّبَةً which is clean وَمْسَحُوا بِهُجُوهِكُمْ then, uh, then that over your faces وَأَيْدِيكُمْ مِنْهِ and your hands there سُبْحَانَكْ لَحَوْلَ وَلَكُوْ وَتَئِلَّا بِاللَّهِ The words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he said that the pure ground, the earth that is pure is the ablution for the Muslim even if he does not find water for 10 years. Subhanak. And that is a hadith that is sahih. It's seen by, 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 by Albani in Sunan Dawid. May Allah accept from all of us, right? Now we're looking at the causes that makes it permissible. What is the cause that makes it permissible for you and me to be able to use the tayammum? I said it could be used for wudu and for and for the the the, the ghusl. Um, the the first thing tayammum is permissible when one is not able to use water. Either you cannot use water, there is water available, but you cannot use water. Then tayammum is available for that. Uh, um, now, all if there, is, if there is an unavailability for water, the water is not available, then you can also do the tayammum. Or the other reason, there is water available, but you are afraid with some fears. Now, what has happened in the time of, of, of the, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in those days, in those times, if somebody had to be able to when they went on the expeditions, sorry, sorry for that. When they went on the expeditions, and on these expeditions, it became an uncomfortable situation, where where people um, unfortunately uh, um, had a wet dream, and, and through the night, but they were on an expedition, and if they had to be able to go out and have uh, water put on, put the fire on for for water, then they will be exposing themselves um, to the enemies that they are b- busy uh, at, at a certain place. So the enemy will immediately know where they are, so they then can't put on water, so they don't take normal water to be able. And it's winter, very very cold then it wouldn't be recommended for them to be able to do that. And in cases of that nature, it is permissible for them to be able to do the tayammum. Now, uh, we have certain ahadith uh, um, 
in those one hadith is this and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum says we were with the messenger of Allah on a journey and he led the people in prayer while there was a man who did not join them in the salah Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after the salah said what prevented you from praying with the people he said I became uh, I was in the state of Janaba and Junub meaning uh, um, I had a wet dream and there is no water the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then told him you should use the ground as that will be sufficient for you meaning you use the, 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 the dust of the ground um, or the ground and you can do the, what they call the tayammum with that that's what the Nabi says in another hadith there is the mentioning of the Sahabi says Jabir he said we went out on a journey and one of us was stuck by a rock and injured in his head he had a wet dream and he asked his companions, do you see that I have an exception to make tayammum instead of ghusl? They replied, we do not find any exception for you while you have the ability to use water. Thus, he made ghusl. And when he made ghusl, he obviously took the water and rubbed it on his head or of the water. And due to that, the person died. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. When the Sahaba says, when we came to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we informed him of what had happened to that Sahabi. Our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, they, the group, killed him and may Allah destroy them, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi Should they not have asked if they did not know? The words of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Truly the cure for the one who is lost is in asking. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, When you and I don't know, don't be hasteful to give answers. Don't be hasteful. We find the Nabi said to the Sahaba, Don't be hasteful to rather say, I don't know, let us find out. I'm not sure. Then having to give an answer and your answer can create the death of an next person subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa then the nabi said after that sallallahu alayhi wasallam it would have been sufficient for him to make tayammum ya rab la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah then there's another hadith which the sahabi said about when he was sent for the battle he said i had a wet dream during a during a terribly cold night i feared that if i were to make ghusl i would die Thus I made tayammum and led my companions in the morning. So pray. Uh, we will come back to this hadith, inshallah. Shukran so much uh, for that. We have ended off with our second segment being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me. And now we are going to be progressing to leadership in Islam and its progression. However, Sheikh, I feel that maybe Sheikh just wants to maybe continue and with the hadith in which Sheikh mentioned prior. And then we can head on to our third part of the program. Inshallah, if you don't mind, uh, Yasmina, we no just problem. complete the hadith and then we can come, in, come coming back to the hadith tomorrow, inshallah. But the, the hadith mentioned to us where uh, the Sahabi said about when he was sent on this battle, he said, I had a wet dream during a terribly cold night. I fear that if I were to make ghusl, I would die because of, remember, the, 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 the reasons for death, in, in the, as we said earlier, either making the fire to put the water on. Um, thus, I made tayammum and led my companions in the morning prayer, in the Fajr Salah. 
he says, uh, uh, when the messenger of Allah came to, to us, I mentioned that to him. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, did you lead your companions in prayer while you were in the state of Janaba? He was, uh, and I said, I recalled Allah's statement. Allah does this, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ بِكُمْ رَحِيمًا And I said to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I recall the, the words of Allah, and where Allah says, do not kill yourselves, surely Allah is most merciful upon you. And when the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam heard that, the Nabi looked at him and the Nabi laughed at him and said, and just laughed and did not say anything further. Shukran so much for that. So she has ended off now with the hadith, and now we're going to be moving on Thank to... Leadership in Islam and its progressions. Stay tuned for that, Sheikh. Bismillah. Shukran, Jazakallah khair for that one, Tiyasmina. In uh, we are now getting into the segment of leadership in Islam and its progression. And in yesterday's segment, we dealt with the area called communication, and we were looking at the do's and don'ts in communication um, that, that we were dealing with. And so in the issue of the do's and don'ts that we were dealing Oh, I'm sorry, we weren't at the do's and don'ts as yet. We did the last part that we were speaking of the types of communication and the processes that needs to happen, of how you need to be able to see that we actually do that. Um, we were looking at, at, at the cross-checking of information yesterday, and we were busy at the body language that was used, the body language, and we said we now need to do the, the, the do's and don'ts. I think we did the do's, yes, we did the do's, um, or we did some of the do's, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we mentioned in, at the do's to make eye contact when you're busy in with a similar, um, the same same sex or the same gender, that, that you can do eye contact with a person when you listen to his message. Um, and, and then we also said, secondly, that there must be understanding of the message and it be recommended for you to be able to, to paraphrase so that you can actually know that you understood and the person could confirm with you. Um, we also mentioned thirdly, <coughs> sorry, that you need to affirm with nods and gestures um, whilst the person is showing, to, if, if shares with you the information. And then we said you could share with the light notes of people as part of the do's um, and we said also try to get others involved in the conversation when you see it happens that people don't all get themselves involved we also said that graciously accept the opinions that are different to yours meaning um, don't uh, go against uh, opposing or, uh, or, or other views or views of a different nature uh, don't go to, to, to oppose them just accept them and then the other last one we mentioned there is to be able to compliment people usually as part of the, the do's for, for communication. We then we went over to the don'ts of communication which we did yesterday. We said um, do not interrupt when, when somebody has been making a, 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 a point giving their view or, or their opinion. We don't interrupt on that, right? And don't ever ridicule others. People say, even if it, what they say to you sounds silly or don't sound right or seems to be not in proper context, don't interrupt them. Don't make it an, an issue or ridicule their views, we say. Then we also said, 
The issue of gossiping is not a recommendation in Islam. It is recommended for us that we never ever gossip. Um, so it's in communication. May Allah grant us not to be of those people who will be part of gossiping or set up things for gossiping and allow people to gossip in our presence. And, and don't, uh, they say, don't give your personal opinion issues all the time, right? They, they, they suggest for us that we try to be as broad in opening up the views that there is for everybody. And here it refers to, don't consider your opinion to be the opinion. And they, the other factor that they say, now, you know, this is a common factor when a, ch a child is young. One of the common questions that they ask is why? But why? And why? And, and you say to them something, and again they would say, but why? Why? But now, this is not recommended for us. So part of the don'ts for an adult, you don't always ask why? But why? Why? That we leave for youngsters, for kids. That starts to be able to communicate we can understand that they have to ask the question why because they don't yet know but you and I if we do not know we can ask the question why if it is absurd it's really really strange that we, we cannot relate the issue we can ask the question but we don't all the time ask but why so you said that and so you answered that but then again you I say why and why that is not fitting for a person in conversation as an adult the other thing that they actually strongly recommend that we do not do, don't try to carry the conversation single-handed. We said that and the do's, that, that do, see yourself as the person that joins others in, or allow to listen to other views, or allow to listen to the opinions of others. Don't want to, I want to speak, and when I speak, I speak alone, and, and, and I talk and talk oh, or when some one person says something and I barge in and I take over and I take over the conversation and I speak and I speak and when somebody says one word and I take over again or I just were well, yes but all the time my opinion is the opinion that I consider it is not recommended in good leadership it's not recommended in communication for as Muslims we must be vast open broad uh, and, and to the extent a broad mind is somebody who listens to many, many, many other views. He sees his view and his opinion must probably do the least. My opinion might be good, but there's many other good ones, greater or better than mine. Right? I always, that is, that is a, 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 a broad person, a very broad person with an open mind is not his or her opinion must be heard or they'd like to be heard. They talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and, and carry on talking. Going. That's not good. We're not supposed to be doing things of that nature. But unfortunately, we do find people of that nature. May Allah grant us all to recognize precisely where are we? Am I typed one of those people? And if I am, let me say, Oh Allah, grant me the ability to know my weaknesses, that I don't be seen by others for my faults and errors only. But let my Allah let grant me the ability to recognize and so that I can develop and grow and I can be a benefit to myself and to others. Right? So yes. It says, do not carry the conversation single-handed. Do not listen to your own voice all the time. And don't be of those people who love yourself. You love to hear yourself talking, 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 talking. Right? 
Um, and many times those people who says I, 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 I. Na'udhu Billah. May Allah grant us not to be those people with the I, I, I always. It's not good. It's not good qualities. It's not recommended. Remember, these scholars are actually advising us. And the advice saying to us, you are not going to give a positive sense of good leadership and your communication is not healthy it's corruptive it's destructive because you i i all the time right or you want to listen to yourself all the time or you don't give space for other people to participate in their views and opinions in the discussions so may allah as we go along last but not least they say to us criticize or don't criticize the ideas of others Without having been asked, if, you, if 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 there is a group of people sitting, don't ever criticize and say, "Yeah, but that what you said is this." Um, we allow ourselves to know that there is a variety of different people who sees things differently. Many a times, time I'm prepared to criticize, but when I criticize, I do not understand the extent of the other side. So. It allows me, allow myself to be able to listen, to understand, and come to see the vastness in the diversity that there is amongst humanity, right? And we all can learn and benefit from one another. And sometimes when a person makes a mistake, we can rectify the person on a personal basis, not publicly, not to be able to make the person feel that he's been criticized or we I want to say bad things to him in front of others. May Allah protect all of us. Alhamdulillah. So that brings us at the end of those the do's and the don'ts that's recommended for us in communication. And, and, and then the scholars mention to us certain good advice that they say. Now, um, they, they mention to us in, in terminologies that is used by us. In our English language, they say that there's six important words in a sentence that's good for us to use. Very, very healthy words as to say, I appreciate you and your efforts. I appreciate you and your efforts is a very healthy things to say. It's, it's a healthy six, six, six word sentence as can, we can do. A healthy five word uh, a sentence would be, I am proud of you. Right? And, and a healthy four word sentence would be, What is your opinion? Meaning, you are opening up, not not to be able to believe your opinion is important, you listen to the other, but a healthy means to say to the person, what is your opinion? This is what I think, but what is your opinion? Right? And a healthy three-word uh, uh, three sentence would be, would you please? Allahu Akbar. Oh, meaning, uh, um, I, I wouldn't mind to grant you the opportunity. Yeah, take the opportunity. And a, a healthy uh, two-word sentence would be, thank you. Shukran. Right? Thank you. And a very, very healthy one word sentence or one word would be we. A healthy, when you want to use, speak about we or us. So you always show this connection with others and you're participating with and taking the com com opinions of other people with you in situations, right? And they, they say to us, the least important word, or the least, uh, or the word that's, that's not healthy as a single word, is to use the word I. So that was the do's and don'ts in communication that we've looked at in some of the 
healthy sentences that we can use or the important sentences that we can use. And then they, the mention is that how our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has spoke, spoken to us and tell us in his words that we must always in our body language leave in communication positivity with people by him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us in the help of communication the Nabi says that when you smile in the face of your brother, it is an act of charity. It's a sadaqah. Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah. The scholars goes into this hadith and they say to us, you see what happens in communication, what we give off in communication when we share in communication things, there's sometimes serious messages that we need to give. But when you give the serious message, that serious message can leave an uncomfortable, um, uh, uh, can the, 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 that message can leave some uncomfortability to the person that you give the message to. So when you put at least a smile in your face or a smile in your voice, then that can uh, actually fact, in actual fact, bring the, 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 the uh, um, acceptability to the harshness or the acceptability to the status of the information that's been shared with us, right? So may Allah grant us to be of those, inshallah, who's going to strive our very, very best to see that we do our best to smile all the time with people. And they say to us, let us accept the fact that the whole world is wrong, except I. That is not a good, good thing to have. Don't imagine yourself that you are the only person to know. Listen to Allah's words in the Holy Quran. Allah says to us, Whoever has any amount of knowledge, any amount of insight and skill and abilities, there's always somebody that has more than that. Always. If you are a professor, if you know the world, if you know all the libraries and you know all the information, then remember there will always be somebody more intelligent, more knowledge, more skill and more ability than whoever you are. So no matter what my position is, no matter what I have, no matter my skill, no matter my experience, Allah's words is there will always be somebody with more than me. So don't imagine that I, Mr. I, have got all the eyes, right? I lack in the eyes so much. May Allah grant us insight, meaning allow us to understand that if I think I know something, remember there's always others who knows millions or billion times much more than what I think I know with all my experience, with all my skill, with all my knowledge, and with all my abilities. Ya Rabb, la hawla wa la illa billah. For this is what a believer and a leader should be doing by not believing I have everything. He always believes he can benefit from others. So he draws others in and he listens to the views and opinions of other people as well. Excellent. We are in our final program, our final segment of the program rather, that is leadership in Islam and its progression. For now, Sheikh is going to be continuing and do know that you can send through your questions through to 072-238-0712. Alternatively, send it through to the SMS number being 47913. Sheikh Tafadun. Shukran, Jazakallah for that one, Auntie Yasmina. 
we managed to have covered a amount of the the um, do's and the don'ts and the aspects that that, that we sort of recommended for us to look in, in in how do we actually look at those things in our communication um we now go to another section of communication and we listen to the advice of Allah to learn the Holy Quran and the subject matter that's important for us in what to be dealing with now in communication is the issue called consultation. Now consultation is one of the the, 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 the branches of communication, right? Communication is when we communicate and speak to others and we are busy in leadership and you're a leader, you're communicating with people. And the scholar says to us, and even Allah mentions this to us in the Holy Quran, by saying to us, we need to consult with one another. Listen to the words of Allah. Allah speaks to us in Surah number 42. The name of the Surah is Surah Shura. The word consultation in the Arabic word means the word Shura, and that is also the name for the Surah. And here Allah in this Surah, Mentions to us in verse number 38, Surah number 42, verse number 38. وَالَّذِينَ اسْتَجَابُوا لِرَبِّهِمْ وَأَقَامُوا الصَّلَاةِ وَأَمْرُهُمْ شُورًا بَيْنَهُمْ وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ Allah mentions a few things in those verse. And Allah tells us among those things that there is, those people, they respond to Allah's call. Respond to the call of Allah to raise so that you and I can worship none other than Allah. We respond to that call, wa aqamu salah, and they are people who perform the salah. Allah says, wa amruhum shura baynahum. They are never people who make decisions without having to consult. They see that consultation is part of them. Allah, the words that Allah uses for them, وَأَمْرُهُمْ شُورًا بَيْنَهُمْ The second nature of them as a community, they don't ever decide for themselves. The second nature is they consider the fact that they need to listen to other people's opinions. سُبْحَانَكْ May Allah grant us to be of those people who actually listen to the opinions of others, insha'Allah. سُبْحَانَكْ and then in a, a, another place in the Holy Quran, Allah mentions to us the importance of having to be able to pay attention. Allah tells us of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah says, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيذَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْفَضُّ مِنْ حَوْلِكَ فَعْفُ عَنْهُمْ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ فَإِذَا وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ what we went, want to mention in the verse is that Allah Ta'ala says to him, to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and this is after the, uh, the, the, the entry that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the sixth year of the Hijrah, how the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to Makkah with a wish to enter Makkah for an Umrah, and Allah Ta'ala prevented that from happening because Allah allowed it to happen that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam should be, should be given certain positions to be able for successes in the future but that moment the umrah was not granted for the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah tell spoke to the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam afterwards and say, said to allah fabima rahmatan min allah lintalahum oh ya muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah says 
Was it not for the mercy of Allah upon you, then you would not have had been gentle and kind with your people. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ فَمِنْبَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيذَ الْقَلْبِ لَمْ فَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ If you had to be harsh or hard, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then they would not have been around you and sat, sat with you and interact with you. فَعْفُ أَنْهُمْ so Allah then instructs the Nabi after what has happened. Allah says to the Nabi, Fa'fu anhum, pardon them. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, pardon them. Wastaghfir lahum, and besides pardoning them, you beg Allah for forgiveness on behalf of whatever sins or wrong that they've done against you, or that they interacted with you in a certain way. You beg Allah for forgiveness on behalf of them. Allah puts the load on the Nabi. Allah makes the Nabi. As all of us as leaders, Allah lets us understand that you need to be able to recognize when you interact with your people. Not always will you get the type of response that you expect. You must be able to be lenient with him. And you must be able to, to pardon them. And you must be also able to seek forgiveness by Allah on behalf of them. Remember this was given by Allah to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi And you seek forgiveness on their behalf And then you, come, you, you consult with them in matters They are the ordinary sahaba radiallahu anhum they are the, sah- the only people, yet the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in his capacity as messenger, Allah instructs him to say to him, And you consult with them in matters that is general, that deals with your worldly matter with them, or the things that you're dealing with in this world. If it's in a statement that comes from Allah, you do not consult with them as to that, right? You, you deal, you share with them the, 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 the words, but when it, things that you need to deal with or things that you need to do, you always consult with them. But that was not the only time that there was consultation. This is the occasion that Allah mentions. We look at what has happened in the battle of, of, of uh, Uhud in the third year of the Hijrah. The Sahaba, the, the people from Makkah came all the way to Medina to wish to be able to take a re- rebel against Islam and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa for what has happened in the year prior when they, they lost the battle of Uhud. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh Sheikh. We are now in our final part of the program, being leadership in Islam and its progression. And now Sheikh is going to be continuing for our last final few minutes in which we have left Sheikh Tafadl. Shukran for that one, Auntie Yasmina. Just before the break, we were saying to you, uh, we were speaking to you about the, what what has happened in the time of Mad- Medina, when the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was with the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, and the people of in the second year of the third year of the Hijrah, the second year of the Hijrah, there's been a battle called the Battle of Uhud, and in the Battle of Uhud, I mean, uh, the, I mean the Battle of Badr. I'm sorry, that was in the second year. In the second year, there was the Battle of Badr, and then in the third year. The people of Makkah came back to be able to, the objective of the, of the war was to be able to fight back and kill as many as what the, the Quraysh has been killed. 
Now there's been 70 of the main people of Quraysh has been killed and they came with the intention to dis- to kill so many but at the same time they also want to destroy and kill the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam hoping when when they kill the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam they will be able to destroy destroy this religion and Islam would not be able to go further and that that was the objectives of them and so the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam called the sahaba radiyallahu anhum together and on Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not say to them this is what I'm doing, this is how we must do it, and, this, and I've been in connection with Allah, and this is how we must do it. No, no, no. The Nabi says to them, um, I get the information that these people are coming, they're coming to fight us, and they would want to destroy us, and this is the objective. But tell me, what is your opinion? Subhanak la hawla wa la Which means, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has consulted with him. Allahu Akbar, Ya Rab, subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So, our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was teaching the Sahaba radiallahu anhum the skill of consultation, and that consultation must be a norm amongst us, the Muslim ummah, and we've seen what Allah mentions to us in the surah, where Allah says, وَأَمْرُهُمْ شُورًا بَيْنَهُمْ The norm is that, or the second nature of the Muslims is that we must be able to live our life within consultation with one another. And if there's reasons for decision-making, nobody ever makes a decision. It is not the law for the person who is supposed to, who has been given the responsibility of decision-making, to just make the decision. His decision can only come after he or she who wants to make decisions to realize it is Allah's command that they must consult. Their view and opinion might be the least view to consider. If they do not listen to other views, then most probably they will create uncomfort on the earth and the havoc will happen. There will be infight and there will be people uh, having to have difference of opinion. Whereas if you allow consultation to happen, what does consultation do? Consultation does tells everybody this is your opinion and it allows others to be able because you give you allow them to give their opinions and uh, opinions and views as well and you allow yourself and others to listen to that and you become the so much broader you broaden your mind your vision your view um, your horizon develops so much when you listen to the opinions of others and that is what's consultation all about consultation is so that you can actually realize your strength lies in other people and you can be so much more better and your opinion and your decision especially your decision can become so much more meaningful and everybody finds ease to accept your decision because they've heard you've been able to allow to listen to other views and opinions there and it makes them also feel good about the fact that they can then participate in the process of successes whatever needs to happen whether that is in the home whether that is in an organization or in a business or in the country in control or whatever it happens through the process of consultation and when we consult then subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah life becomes so meaningful uh, um, not only life becoming meaningful but the fact that our leadership becomes meaningful 
and we share positivity to the next generation and they can develop and grow with the very fact that we actually pass over this important aspect that Allah says وَأَمْرُهُمْ شُورَى بَيْنَهُمْ And that shura is a norm and a common thing and one thing. And we've indicated to you how Allah said to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even after the occasion of having to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa on the sixth year, I had to go to Makkah with the intention for going on the Umrah. Allah said to Nabi, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَعْفُ عَنْهُمْ Pardon them. وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ and make, make istighfar, you take the responsibility of begging Allah for forgiveness for their weaknesses and their sins. And then Allah says, وَشَاوِرْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْرِ And forever as a leader, Muhammad وسلم, when matters deals with things that they need to participate in, see that you consult them in their view and their opinion as well for them to be able to be part of the decision making with you subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah so yes if allah ta'ala could have said that to the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam which leader which person who wants to be in charge which person who wants to make a decision should do that without the advice of allah tell me is it possible so yes the necessity that you and I must be able to understand. These are the guidelines that Allah grants humanity as a whole. Whether it is the world, the, the, the Muslim world, or any world, Allah has taught the world, has given the world insight of understanding. Consultation is a normal process of successes and the best and the highest form of success for man's development under leadership is to be able to go with consultation. May Allah grant us, the Muslim Ummah, to recognize that if we want to seek successes in our homes, successes in our businesses, successes in whatever we deal with or when one day we're going to take back the earth that Allah is going to grant us, if we want to take leadership to guide the human life to what is success and what is leadership of success for the future, then consultation is a necessity. It's a fart. It's compulsory for the leader to recognize that he needs to draw in the opinions of others and he needs to be able to allow that leadership is that which he passes over to the next generation by allowing his children and his youth and the organizational people to participate through the process the fact that he doesn't have all the answers and if he ought to have had all the answers he still is prepared to offer his view his decision only after having to consult with everybody else so that they can become more meaningful and they can grow and he recognized that leadership is not something that is meant for now and today only. It is meant for the development of generations to come thereafter. May Allah open the path for all of us, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. I see we've come again to the end of our time rushes up against us. May Allah grant us khair and barakah. Allow me to be able to make the final dua, if you do not mind. Um, put our hands together and we make recite Surah Al-Asr A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Wal-Asr Inna Al-Insana Lafi Husr Illa Al-Ladhina Amanu Wa'amilu Salihat Watawasaw Bil-Haqi Watawasaw Bil-Sabr Wa Sallallahu Ala Sayyidina Wa Mawlana Muhammadin Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabihi Wa Barik Wa Salim Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk And we beg Allah, we ask Allah Allahumma barikna fi rajab wa sha'ban Wa balighna ramadan
الرحمن برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين والحمد لله رب العالمين Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And that then brings us to the end of our program. And then before I let go of Sheikh, just Sheikh, maybe want to mention that the workshop that's going to also be taking place in the month of April, inshallah. Okay, yeah, there's another workshop that's going to take place, and that's on the 26th of April, inshallah. And, and, and that workshop, inshallah, is taking place in Mitchell's Plain at uh, the Lentechia Masjid, inshallah. Inshallah, shukran so much for that. So that is taking place at the Lentechia Masjid and that is going to be from 3 o'clock up until 5 o'clock, inshallah. That's going to be in Lentechia. Do know that you can bring a friend along. However, you should go to our website on www.vocfm.co.za in terms of downloading the application form. Like she said, this is not only for the workshop that was that is going to be attended as well as the excursion that already took place, but this is in terms of giving you the certificate state, stating that you have have participated within the program and being part of the Madrasa on a program. Shukran so much to everyone who sent through your messages as well as your SMSs and we really do appreciate that. It's always an absolute pleasure to be in the company of you and also for you to have us in the company of us. But then also I mentioned, uh, notice that Sheikh, we are in the month of Rajab now and she has been making a dua with regards to Rajab, Sha'ban and Ramadan. Sheikh, last few minutes of this program before we end off, I know it's like about two minutes for two, but we're going to be extending it a little bit more seeing that Ramadan is on our doorstep. What is some of the most common and some of the preparations and motivation that Sheikh can give to our listeners? Bismillah. Shukran Jazakir for that one. Yes, um, uh, it's, it's, it's sometimes when you get yourself in a situation like we are right now, when you need to speak of the cuff, it's not always a very easy thing to do. But Alhamdulillah, I think it's general for us um, um, that we need to remind our people to be able to get themselves into positivity in this occasion, in this month. Rajab, the month of Rajab is a sacred month, right? Now Allah mentions to us in the Holy Quran that Allah has created four sacred months. Allah says it's 12 months. Allah created the, when Allah created the earth already, Allah created the earth with its structure that there may be 12 months in every year. And Allah says of the 12 months, four months of that is sacred. Those four months that's sacred is the month of Rajab. And the month of Rajab stands on its own, right? Yes. And then the other months of the four months is the month of um, Dhul Qa'ada. Dhul Hijjah and Muharram. Now those three are following one another, but the Rajab, the one, the, the month of Rajab is the month two months before Ramadan, which means there is another month after Rajab, and then the month of Ramadan. There is another month between between Rajab and Ramadan. This one month, but it is the objective that Allah has placed a sacred month here before Ramadan, so that you and I can take to the beauty and the wonder. And you and I can abstain and recognize Allah wants us to look at ourselves to do introspection now, right? Like like in the, the month of Ramadan, it is not recommended. It is not recommended in the month of Ramadan to be able to do cleaning of the house. Similarly, to wait for the last minute to able to do the cleaning of ourselves. We need to do it prior from the month of Rajab. Prepare to do our cleaning of ourselves so that we in the month of Ramadan we can benefit what is good for us for our dunya and our akhirah, inshallah. Sheikh, shukran so much for that brief introduction. And tomorrow morning, inshallah, you'll have a more in-depth introduction with regards to Rajab and Ramadan. From myself, Yasmina, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.